Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with Josh Nelson, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. This is Josh Nelson, a certified financial planner and founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. We love feedback, and we'd love it if you would pass it on to me directly at josh at keystonefinancial.com. Also, please stay plugged in with us, get updates on episodes, and help us promote the podcast. And also, subscribing to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Let the financial fun begin. This is episode number 51. So we're coming up on one year of the Wiser Financial Advisor. It's been a lot of fun for me to learn with you because really that's the whole point is that we're learning it together and we're learning based off of not just what's in the news today. That's a dime a dozen. Let's look at historical principles and things that are time tested from people that have walked before us. Warren Buffett said, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Warren Buffett, I think he is somebody to listen to because not only is he one of the most successful investors of all time, but the guy is over 90 years old right now and sharp as a tack, goes to work every day still and does a lot of reading and thinking and analyzing the market, still very, very actively involved. And the reason why I'm thinking about this right now is that the market right now is regularly hitting all-time highs. And I think that's the best time to really start thinking about how much risk we're taking in our own portfolios and how much risk we're comfortable with so we can make some changes if we need to while times are good. We know that there's going to be a time when things aren't so rosy. Of course, there's always black clouds out there in the economy. There's always things that we can be worried about. But bottom line is that we are at all-time highs right now, and it is a good time to at least take a pause and look at what we're doing. So let's talk about risk. First of all, what are we talking about here? What we're not talking about is the risk associated with having all your eggs in one basket. And I think most of us know that that's just a terrible idea to put all your money into one thing. And by one thing, I mean like one stock or one bond or one property or one cryptocurrency, putting it all in Bitcoin or something like that. That's just crazy. And I think most of us have the common sense to know that that would be a really, really bad idea. We want to diversify that risk, do what we were taught as kids, and we do want to put our eggs in lots of different baskets. So thinking about risk, what we're talking about here is volatility or turbulence. If you've ever been on a flight, you've had turbulence. Somewhere during the flight, there's going to be a little bit of turbulence at least. And the interesting thing is that when you talk to pilots, and I've got a couple of really good friends who are, are pilots, airline pilots, and I've asked them that before, Is does turbulence bother you? Is that something that makes you nervous or scared or anything like that? And they say, no. The only thing that they're concerned about is the comfort of the passengers, and that's the only reason why they do anything different. It's not a safety factor. Planes don't crash because of turbulence, but it can be pretty uncomfortable for the people in the back. And I've been on some of these flights in the past where the whole flight is really turbulent and the plane's kind of going all over the place and you're landing and the wings are going back and forth and you're wondering, are we going to actually make it safely onto the ground? Some people, that doesn't bother them at all. They are so used to it. And so they have a fairly high turbulence tolerance. So for other people that don't fly very often, or they might be just the white knucklers, they're grabbing onto the armrests and they think we're going down. You know, this is the end of my life here because the turbulence is getting bad. Now, the reality is that 
there's some comfort factor there that does need to be addressed. And that's why the pilots do actually make an effort to change their altitude or try to go around thunderstorms because they really want the folks in the back to be comfortable or as comfortable as possible and still get to the destination. So what is a risk number? Everyone has a risk number and you may not have realized it, but you have one too. So do I. We all have a risk number and more or less that does match up with the turbulence that we're willing to tolerate in our own portfolio. What I mean by that is look back to that time period, like after the pandemic hit and the stock market dropped over 30% within a couple of weeks. It was very, very quick that a third of the market value was lost. Now, did things come back? Yes, absolutely. Things came back up and it is important to note that the stock market has never gone down and never come back up. A bear market is when the market goes down more than 20% and the bear market that we experience was relatively short. Go back to the financial crisis back in 2008, 2009. The market dropped over 50% from top to bottom and it took a year and a half to get there and it took at least a couple of years to get back to where we were before. Go back to the early 2000s, the year 2000, 2001 and 2002, all three of those years, the stock market was down double digits, overall was down over half of its value. So it's important to take a pause, especially when things are good right now, to really think about what kind of experience we want. There's a sleep at night factor with a risk number, and that's really what we're trying to approach here. So thinking about your risk number and how do we figure this out? At Keystone, we actually use this with our clients. We have a risk number and it actually shows up on their website. When they log in, they actually see it and they choose it. In fact, our clients choose their risk number. We don't choose that for them because it's not up to me to judge that. It's not up to me to tell you how comfortable you should be or shouldn't be. So ultimately, it's your job to tell me how much turbulence that you're okay with. And then we're trying to figure out what rate of return are we trying to get here and making sure that those match up, that there's some realistic chance that those things are actually going to match up and meet your expectations. So how to figure out what your risk number is. We actually use a tool that works on a scale of 1 to 99. In other words, your risk number is going to be somewhere on that continuum. And if you're a 1, more or less, that means that you just want to keep your money in the bank. You just want to keep it in a savings or a CD or something like that that's FDIC insured. That'll help you sleep at night and you won't get any return. Of course, right now, interest rates are so low that there's basically no return on those cash assets. But you know, if somebody really is a 1, if that's their risk number, they may not care. They might say, you know what? That's great. I don't care if I make a rate of return because it makes me feel safe. I don't want any turbulence whatsoever. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, again, we just talked about that. That would be like crazy. Hey, let's put it all in one stock or one cryptocurrency or one piece of property. That's all crazy stuff that we wouldn't even want to consider for any of our portfolios. So, you know, how to get more diversified simply will be what types of asset classes we add into the portfolio. And of course, whatever those asset classes are, and by asset class, I mean like stocks, real estate, bonds, those are broad categories. You might remember that we had an episode a while back called the most important investment decision. And the most important investment decision is simply what mix of asset allocation are you going to have in your own portfolio? So the recipe essentially for your portfolio needs to be customized to your risk number. That will determine how much turbulence you're comfortable with, 
And it also will determine what kind of rate of return, what kind of experience that you end up having. So how to figure this out, you could just pick a number, of course, and some people like to do that. They just say, you know what, I think I'm a 70. I think I'm a 60. I think I'm a 50, whatever that number is. And we go with it. Some people just kind of pick a middle of the road number and say, that's where I want to be. I've always been a kind of a middle of the road type of person. So that's where I want to sit. So you could actually pick your risk number or you could use a tool. We actually have a free risk assessment on our website. So if you go to keystonefinancial.com and scroll down, there's a button that says find out your number. And that risk assessment, it's quick. Really, this is something that just takes you five minutes or so. It's a scientific tool that gives you an objective look at a few different answers that you give and what that translates to in a risk number. The people that designed this actually won a Nobel Prize for how they assessed risk. So it's actually a pretty good, at least starting point, I would say. When you take that risk assessment, it'll be interesting. It'll pop out. It'll say, well, your risk number is whatever. And we'll get a copy of that too. And we'd be happy to go over that with you just to give you a second opinion based off of what you're doing right now, making sure that it's kind of in the ballpark, at least, and matching up with where your current investments are. So no obligation there, just a free offer that we're happy to talk through that with you and help you understand what that risk number means and how that translates into an actual portfolio. I think that's a better way to start. Use something that's objective. Use something that isn't going to be just you guessing because, of course, emotionally, we might be in a bad mood. We might be in a good mood. It could be morning or evening or it could be after the glass of wine or before the glass of wine. It could drastically vary based off of when you are taking it. So you might take it more than once, the risk assessment, and maybe it doesn't match up. It's possible it comes back and it says that you're a one and you say, no, I'm not. I'm a 60. It's a way that we can actually determine a place to start with to figure out if your risk is high, is it low, is it medium, and then figuring out where your current portfolio is and really doing a good, honest assessment of where all your holdings are and if that actually matches up with your portfolio. So if your risk number is not matching up with your portfolio, what are the consequences of that? I can think of two big ones. One of those is that your portfolio doesn't do what you expect it to do. People generally aren't happy when their expectations aren't met. It could be a couple of things. One of those is that you might not get the rate of return that you want. So what I mean by that is, let's say that your portfolio and your risk tolerance are at 20, but you're expecting rates of return that could only be achieved by a 70 or 80 type of portfolio. Clearly, you're not going to be happy. So it's important to make sure that those things match up, your expectations match up with your risk number and your portfolio. Really, really important because again, that is the most important investment decision. Almost all of your investment experience is going to be determined by how we mix the recipe here and what kind of asset class classes and what weights we put on those asset classes in your portfolio. So rate of return, again, it's important to match up the portfolio, what you're comfortable with and that rate of return. And if those aren't syncing up, if those just aren't possible, then we've got some trade-offs and some decisions that need to be made. And of course, those are your decisions to make. But myself as a financial planner, that's our job to help guide you through that process. Number two thing I think of is that you get tempted to make one of the greatest investment mistakes, and that's getting caught in the fear and greed cycle. Remember our quote before from Warren Buffett is that we want to be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. But the average investor out there, I can tell you from experience and all kinds of research studies that show 
The average investor does exactly the opposite because they get caught in an emotional fear and greed cycle, which causes them to do the exact opposite of what they should be doing. In fact, they want to buy high and sell low, which as you're listening to this, and as I'm saying this, that sounds insane. Why would anybody want to do that? It's because of panic. And it's because of extreme fear on the downside. In other words, when the market is falling and, hey, all these businesses are shutting down and there's no end in sight as far as how bad the economy could get, or it's back in 2001 after the planes hit the building and we saw the towers fall and how many more attacks are we going to see here? All the airlines are shut down. How scary was that day back in September 11th? We didn't know what was going to happen for quite some time. And really, I think there was a lot of fear that this is going to get much worse before it gets better. Thankfully, there were not a lot of other terrorist attacks following that one, nothing on the scale anyway of what we saw. But bottom line is that was extreme panic, fear, people wanting to sell. And in fact, the stock market actually closed that day and didn't open for several days because of what had happened. I remember how scary that was. And really, when you get that scared, that panicked, who knows what you might do. And in a portfolio, you might make some really rash decisions. The other polar opposite of that, of course, is the greed cycle. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now, actually, much more closer to that because people aren't very afraid. It doesn't seem like as far as the stock market, even though, of course, there are lots of problems out in the world. And it's something that we really are kind of bombarded with by the news media on a day-to-day basis. So that's really the idea behind their business model is that they're really selling fear. And so on the opposite end of that is the greed part of things where people are afraid of missing out. You know, can you imagine being somebody, and I hope this isn't you, but can you imagine getting panicked and fearful and you sold out all of your portfolio back at the bottom of the pandemic bear market that we had in 2020 and then watching everything come back plus some and now sitting here in cash thinking about, oh man, I don't want to miss out anymore. What if the stock market keeps going up? And what you could end up doing is you could end up buying back into the market much higher than you sold out. And it's just because not wanting to miss out, basically, not wanting to miss out on those rates of return. And of course, the extreme of this is that you get sucked into really taking huge amounts of risk on certain things like cryptocurrency or maybe certain stocks that have kind of skyrocketed. You see it almost like a lottery ticket that if I just got this one trade right, I would have all the money in the world. And of course, you know, that doesn't happen most of the time. There are a few people that get lucky. Ultimately, you don't want to get caught in that fear and greed cycle. Remember, we want to buy low and sell high. That's the first rule of investing, right? So do we want to buy high and sell low? No, of course we don't. The average investor doesn't have a plan. They don't know their risk number, and they end up making really bad emotional investment decisions that end up really creating a mess in their portfolio, and they end up being really disappointed. So my call to action to you today is to find out what your risk number is. And this is the second part is really, really important is figure out how much risk you are currently taking. If you look at all your investments in your portfolio and do a risk assessment, we can do that for you. We're happy to do that for you. We've got great tools that will measure the risk. Even if you don't work with us as a client, that's fine. We're happy to just do it as a service to you. But those are really, really important things to look at is what your risk number is and how much risk you're currently taking. The first piece there, the risk number, remember, you can just go to our website, go to keystonefinancial.com for our investment firm and go to the free risk assessment. Just go down to that find out your number 
link on the bottom and you will get some results in just a few minutes that shows you what your risk number is. And again, if you want to take that second step and have us take a look at your current portfolio, make sure that matches up. And whether you're a current client or maybe somebody who hasn't talked to us yet, maybe you're just self-directing your stuff and you say, you know what, I'm still kind of comfortable doing my own thing. That's okay. Actually, most of our clients that come to us used to self-direct their investments and they got to the point where they really wanted to hire a professional. If you're still self-directing, perfectly fine. We're still happy to help you look at that and at least have a conversation about what your number might be. So take us up on our offer and really use this as an opportunity. Again, now that times are good and the market's at a high point, and does that mean that the market can't go higher? I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to say, hey, I think the stock market's going to drop a whole bunch. I don't know that. Who knows when that's going to come up? But the reality is when times are good and prices are high, it's a good time to at least take a look, right? And make sure that you have really that clarity. You really have the optics to be able to see where am I right now? And am I in the right place or do I need to make some adjustments? Now's the time to do that. Don't do that when the market's dropped a whole bunch. At that point, you're probably going to be making investment decisions that are just emotional. So let's do it objectively right now and use some tools to figure it out now. So the Wiser Financial Advisor has grown because of you. And I would highly appreciate it if you would continue to do something for me. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service. And we're on pretty much all of them. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, Pandora, Google, all the major services. So make sure that you hit subscribe because that helps us out. And it also helps us out when you share our podcast episodes with anybody that you think would benefit from what we're talking about. In fact, that's how we grow as a firm is just by referrals by people hitting subscribe and also sharing out the episodes. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Use this as an opportunity for a reset or at least just a, a checkup on your current portfolio to make sure that you're where you need to be. Of course, nobody can guarantee anything in the stock market, the bond market, the real estate market. These are all things that are not guaranteed. Really, the only thing that's guaranteed, as Ben Franklin said, is death and taxes. <laughs> so when it comes to the investment world, it's important to know where your risk is, know where the risk is and what a bad year looks like. Enjoy filling out that assessment. We look forward to talking with a lot of you about that going forward. We get to have those conversations every day with clients. But if we haven't had that conversation with you, let's get that started. If there's anything that we can do to serve you better, your family, your coworkers, your friends, please let us know. Have a wonderful week and God bless. This episode has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors. Investment advisory services offered through Keystone Financial Services and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.